Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Anyway, peace be unto you all. I thank God for all that he has done for us. I thank him for blessing us to see another day. Last Friday that just passed, it was very amazing. It went really good with, everybody went really good with today's lesson. It was very incredible. It brings joy to my heart to see how God works in everybody and how he talks to everybody. We all study at our own times and we all, you know, pray our own selves, but it's the same power of God that talks to everybody. It's not of what man does, it's what Jesus does. And I really praise God. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about knowing the value of what you have. There's sometimes people don't know the value of what they have. You can give a child, you can give Abram a hundred dollar bill and he won't know what that is. He won't know the value of a hundred from a one dollar bill. In fact, if you give him change, he'll probably have more fun than if you gave him a hundred dollar bill. Now you give us four quarters or a hundred dollar bill, we know. Okay, well hold on. Let me, let me take the $100 bill and you can keep your quarters. We know the value of things. We know the value. And so when we grow up in life, we start understanding the value of life, that life comes and goes. People get sick. People die. People get in car accidents. People get shot. Life comes and goes. But when you know the true value of the life that Jesus Christ has for you, you can start to appreciate every single day that you wake up. You can start to to thank God and be more more aware of how you behave when you understand what life is really about. Today we're going to cover some scriptures. We're going to, I'll be reading Luke 15:11 through 16. Then we got Deuteronomy 15:12 through 17. Both of these go together. Luke 24:49 and Acts 1:8 and then both of these go together. 1 Samuel 15:23 well, actually, that one's by itself. And then these go together as Proverbs 15, 29 and Proverbs 37 through 9, chapter 30, verse 7 through 9. And then Psalm 73, 26 through 28. And the last one, Matthew 7 through 6, Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for this opportunity to speak to your children. Thank you for this opportunity that we all have to eat of the bread of life. My Father, give us wisdom and understanding as we listen today, my God. Bless us to listen with an open mind, with an open heart, my God, that you will plant this seed upon good ground, that we will bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Many of us have heard the story of the prodigal son in the book of Luke, the 15th chapter. And we're going to begin at the 11th verse. 
We have heard this story several, several times, but there's something that stood out to me this time around that got my attention. And it's Luke chapter 15, verse 11 says, And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said unto his father, Give me my portion of goods that befalleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. I want you to look at that word and it says them. He didn't just give his younger son half of what he had. He divided his living at that time to both of his sons, not just to the younger son. So they both got the same possession. Well, one of his sons knew that what he had was valuable, but he was not that smart with it, and he went and he wasted it. The other one, it seems he didn't know what he had because he begins to complain later on that he killed a fatted calf, and he says, I've been with you this whole time, and you never killed a fatted calf, not knowing you have everything that your brother has you have the same thing i divided all of my living to you so all the fatted calves they're already yours you already have those you could have killed one and sacrificed one or made merry whenever you wanted to and the good part about that is you were been have been doing it in his father's house so there would have been no consequences there would have been no problems the bible says that when god gives you something there's no sorrow with it so see he had everything that his younger brother had he could have made merry he could have had a party he could have killed the fatted calf it was all his but he didn't know what he had it doesn't appear to seem that he knew what he had for him to get so upset that he killed a fatted calf for his brother not knowing that he had the same thing his brother did just his brother wasted it but it makes me think because we do the same thing these days we get baptized and we love jesus and we want to run for god and we want to do this and when when we get baptized we are being purchased by jesus's blood he buys us and with his own precious blood and we get baptized we're born again we're new create creatures in christ but sometimes we kind of can't let go of the world we sometimes have still a little bit of ties to the world we haven't fully let go all the way so then god doesn't give us everything that he could give us because we're not ready for it he has everything in store for us all things are ours according to the scriptures but he doesn't let us use it until we are fully committed to him we're going to deuteronomy 15 12 through 17 and if thy brother an hebrew man or an hebrew woman be sold unto thee and serve thee six years then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee and when thou sendest him out free from thee thou shalt not let him go away empty thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock and out of thy floor and out of thy winepress of that wherewith the lord thy god hath blessed thee thou shalt give unto him and thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of egypt and the lord thy god redeemed thee Therefore, I command thee this thing today. So when there was a, a Israelite that was poor and they would buy this Israelite, it was of their own brethren and they would buy this Israelite, then they couldn't treat him like a, a stranger. They had to, you know, help him out. And after he would serve six years, then 
they had to let him go. They had to give him a choice. Do you want to leave or do you want to stay with me? And so sometimes the servant would say, no, I want to stay with you. I love being here. I, my life is good. Everything's good. I mean, I would rather just stay and I'll be your servant. And so then they had to take that man or that woman and take him to the door and they would put a, an awl, which is a spike, through his ear and nail him to the doorpost. And then that servant became his servant for the rest of his life. Jesus became God's servant for the rest of his life and that's another reason he had to get nailed he couldn't do anything else but get nailed that's another reason he had to get nailed he was God's servant for the rest of his time and he was and that's what we do but instead of us because it is more it's spiritual instead of physical now so instead of us getting our ear pierced now we have the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost is the keeping power. The Holy Ghost is our bond. It is our token that we belong to God. But God doesn't fill us with the precious Holy Ghost right out the way sometimes. When our minds are still not really made up, do we want to be the servant of the Lord for the rest of our life? Or are we still kind of in and out? Are we still a little bit? So this year, we need to start thinking, are we ready? Do we really want to say, you know what, Jesus, this is it. I'm done with the world. I've had enough. I'm done with the world. I want only, only you. And the more our mind is made up is the more God begins to give you the spiritual blessings that he already has in store for you is the more our mind is made up. Every time that you feel inside that, you know what, I shouldn't do this, don't do it. When you feel inside, you know what, I should pray, pray. When you begin to have these little feelings, make sure you do them because when we don't, the Bible says when you, when you are disobedient, that's like the sin of witchcraft. So when God says, don't do that, and we do it anyway, we're falling under two things, disobedience and stubbornness, which is as a sin of witchcraft and idolatry. So it's all, all, all bad. It's, it's all bad. So it looks little to us when we have this feeling, you know, I shouldn't do this, ah, but it's okay. You know, life, everybody else does it. So it's fine. That is not fine. Because in the sight of God, that's a really bad choice you just made. So when we feel inside, you know what, that I shouldn't do this or I should do this, we need to make sure that we follow those because that is following the instructions of Jesus. What did Jesus tell his disciples in Luke 24, 48? And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And then Acts 1, 8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. See, he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? That means wait. Let me make sure you really want to do this. What did the Bible, what did God do to the king? He turned his face to see what was in the king's heart. Sometimes God wants to see what's really inside. Is this what you really want? Is Do you really want to serve me with everything that you have? And then I can pour out everything that I have in you. But I can't pour out all of my spirit upon you if you're still kind of in and out. I can't do that. Why? Because then that would be called casting your pearls to the swine. Why? Because what we, God gives us when we're entangled with the things of the world and when we're a little bit disobedient or a little bit stubborn, we are giving that which is holy to the world. God doesn't want that. And he's not going to let that happen. 
So we need to make up our mind. We need to tarry with God. We need to stay with God. We need to make sure that when we feel something, do or don't, we need to make sure that we do it all the way with everything that we have. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be a beautiful thing. When you stand before God and you have the testimony, I finished my race. I did all that I was asked to do. I did it the best that I could. That is a beautiful testimony to have. We're going to go back to Luke 15. Verse 13 says, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous riotous living another thing i want you guys to look at is that word far country because god doesn't move out of his country he told his disciples terry in jerusalem stay right here don't be going in and coming out stay right here stay with god he said that they that his younger son got everything that he had and he went to a far country and when it means to gather gather means to take in we take in the love of god we take in the favor of god we take in the wisdom we take in the understanding of god and then we go and we begin to use that in the world and sometimes we look very prosperous for a while but where we're getting it from is no longer supplying it and you can't find what god gives you in the world so you begin to be in want you begin to struggle things begin to run out because you don't have that supply anymore you don't have god's grace you don't have his mercy you don't have his supply of love and and peace and joy you don't have that anymore when you are in a far country and you are far and separated from god you don't have that supply anymore it's like when you build a house i used to work for somebody and when we would build a house you cut a board and you cut it too short you toss it and you get another one why because they had a whole truck of lumber that was right there the supply of lumber never stopped you it, it was always coming in you'd make a phone call and get as much more as you needed so when you made a mistake you would either see if you could use it on another place or if it was too bad you just toss it and get another one but when you are not there you can't toss it and just go get another one now, when I went to build my shed, I had to do a really, really careful job because I didn't have the supply of lumber. I cut one board too wrong. I didn't have no more. And I didn't have any more money either. So then that was that. I had to wait. But in the spirituality, if you're with God, you have that constant flow of, of his grace and his mercy. And as long as you stay with him, you make a mistake. He dusts you off and you keep on moving. You slip and he picks you back up. And he said, though a righteous man falls seven times, he will not utterly be cast away because God knows that we do make mistakes. He knows that we do slip. But that doesn't mean stay down and definitely don't leave. Stay with God the best that we can and he will always fix our mistakes. We're going to 1 Samuel 15, 23. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. So this year, we need to take more aware, be more aware of what we're listening to. Because once God tells you, don't do that. Don't reject the word of the Lord. When he says, do that, don't reject the word of the Lord. Let us do it. When he says, pray, I get up in the morning and he says, pray. And I'm like, I'm really, really tired, but I have to. Because if we keep rejecting the word of God, all that does is push us farther 
and farther and farther away. And one time, he's going to say enough is enough. You want to reject my words, then I'm going to reject you also. We talked about last Sunday that he will do what you do. You want to act tough? He'll act tough and you'll lose. You want to push him away? He'll push you away. And that's a bad, bad deal. So he says in another place, he says, when I called, you didn't answer. But he does it on a higher scale. So now when you call, I won't even hear. It's not like I'm just ignoring like you ignore me. I won't even bother to listen. We cannot do that. Let's not reject the word of the Lord. These little feelings that we get because this year I already can feel it that the devil is angry. He's been trying to stop us for a very long time and he is not happy. But God knows what all he's trying to do. So that's why it's so important for us to listen to what the Lord is telling us. Don't do, don't go here, don't do that. Because he already knows the traps that the devil has put. And if we reject the word of God and we, oh, it's okay, we could do anything, then we fall into his trap. Now, whose fault is that? Nobody's but our own. So we need to make sure that we listen to what is going on. We're going to Proverbs 15, 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 7 through 9. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and still and take the name of my God in vain. See, his son, he got too much. He got everything that, that was going to befall him at one time. And it was too much. He, did, he was not responsible enough for all of that. And he went and he spent it on riotous living, which riot mean, the word riotous means worthless. It means vanity. It means things that don't matter is what he was spending all of his substance on. So he's saying right here, he's saying, don't give me so much that I don't know what to do with it. But don't give me so little until I begin to steal and to begin to curse you because I don't have enough. Give me what I need. Give me what I could use to the fullest. Don't give me too much. This man, he got too much at one time and wasted it. There's some people that are not good in this world with money. They're just not. You give them too much money and they overdose. They go and waste it but some people can handle it they invest they make it grow they are very good with money some people aren't so god knows you and i he knows what we can handle what we can't handle so when he gives us something we need to know the value of it that it is very very valuable and he's not going to give us too much but he's not going to give us too little he's going to give us according to what we can handle at that moment he gave one five talents another two and another one according to what they could handle. So when he gives us something, it might look small. Don't count it as small. Know that he has a lot more for you, but you have to be ready to use it. That word far, he goes into a far country, and in Proverbs it says that he, the wicked are far from God. So when you ignore and when you reject the word of God and you ignore these little feelings that God gives us, we put ourselves far from God and he's not listening anymore. He's not doing that. We put ourselves, and it goes with what Adam was saying, that we tie ourselves with the cords of our own sin. It's not anything anybody does. We do it to ourselves by ignoring the word of God. We're going to Psalms 73, 26 through 28. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring 
from thee, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. When we stay with God, we have safety. We have everything that we need when we stay with God. When we go from God, that's when people begin to perish. That man, he he left, and he left his father's house, and he began to perish. He began to pine away. He was hungry. He didn't have nothing. And the Bible says that nobody gave him anything. Why? Because the world only loves their own. So if you are bought with a price, you don't belong to the world. So the world is not going to help you. The world don't like you. The devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and he wants to see you destroyed. So if you leave God and you go with the devil, you don't got nothing because he's not going to help you. He would love to see you down and out. That's what he wants to see. So the people that are far from God, they are the ones that perish. But those that are nigh God, they have everything that they need. They don't perish. It is a very important thing to obey God at all times, willing and obedient. We're going to Matthew 7, 6. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. See, a swine, they don't know value. You can give a swine a million dollar pearl necklace, and if he can't, he'll eat it. Or just play with it in the mud with the rest of his other food. He does not care about value, because he doesn't know. And what good is a pearl necklace going to do for him? He can't. It's nothing to him. That is the way the word of God is to the world. It means nothing. I have talked to some people and talked to them about the Bible, but that's good for you. I'm, I'm glad you go to church. Good for you. Because it means nothing. Nothing to them. It's of little value. They don't know that it is eternal life. They don't know the value. Now you give one of us a million dollar pearl necklace and you probably have a really best friend for a very long time. And we will be excited because we know what it's worth. But a swine doesn't. A dog, you can give him the, the unleavened bread that we eat, and he'll eat it off the ground just like he does his own vomit. He does not care as long as it's edible. That's it. Just feed me and I'm good. He don't know the value. Now us, we will burn the rest of the bread because we look at it as sacred and it's not something to play with. And we will burn the remainder. We will eat sufficient for us at that time because it is holy to us. Now we don't do that to the leftovers. We dump them in the trash if they get too long of leftovers because we know the difference between the unleavened bread and then just a regular meal. We know the difference, but a dog doesn't. So when Jesus is saying, don't cast your pearls to the, to the swine, look at what the prodigal son did. He went and he was eating with the swine. He, he was, it was at the lowest point of his life. You can't get no lower than that to eat what a pig eats because nobody gave him anything. Pigs don't know the value of anything. So why would God fill us with the precious Holy Ghost and give us all of these spiritual blessings if we're still entangled with the world? He's not going to do that. But the more you say, you know what, I'm going to listen and this is the life that I choose, the more he will give you because he's not going to give you the spiritual blessings for you to go and give to the world. He's going to give it to you for you to use and to help each other. So then when we hear these thoughts, and I speak a lot of this to myself, don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't rationalize. Don't say it's okay. Don't look at what everybody else is doing. If he told you don't, then you don't. If he told you to, then you do it. When I heard the children running around, playing too much out there, I knew inside, you know, this isn't good. You really should put a stop to this more than what you're doing. 
But I started thinking, you know, well, they don't grow up in a church and they're not always with me. So, you know, I'm going to cut them some slack. But that's not what Jesus said. Do. Now, if I would have told them in the beginning and never let it escalate to that point, it would have never got that far. And then I went to got phone calls from the owner and some other people saying that this is the deal. I would have never got those. If I would have listened in the very beginning, put a stop to it if you can. Now, when God sees you trying to do what he tells you to do, he's going to make a way for it to happen. He is. So when we feel that little, little tiny voice, don't do that, don't go there, don't say that, turn from there, make sure you follow it to the T because God sees everything that the devil has put in place to destroy you. And he's trying to warn you, don't go there. You don't want to go there. You don't want to know what's over there. Just go around. Follow my instructions. He said, don't give that which is holy to the dogs and don't give your pearls to the swine. We cannot let that happen. We don't want God to look at us and say, I can't give him this because he's not ready. And years and years and years are going by and we're still not ready to receive all that God has in store for us. Sometimes, and, and back in the day, not so much nowadays, but I used to play the drums. And I would go to other churches and I was like, man, they ain't got nothing on me. And they actually didn't. You know, and I was like, man, they got nothing. And me and some of the other little drum players, we would battle. Some of it was for fun and we were teaching each other and learning, but some of it was a lot of pride that I had inside that, man, you guys can't touch this. But who gave me the opportunity and the wisdom and the strength to play the drums? I got that from God. I didn't get that from me. So then we shouldn't say, well, you know, I'm better than this person or I'm smarter than this person or I could do this better than that person. Because the Lord showed me something about an ostrich. When I read that passage about an ostrich, the Bible says that God is the one that withheld wisdom from an ostrich. So when we look at each other or we look at people in, in general, we should never boast that I am better or I can do more than that person because God is the one that gave us what we have and God is the one that withheld them from having it. He does what he does for a reason and for a purpose so we should be thankful for what we can do but not brag that we are better because the same God that withheld uh, wisdom from an ostrich is the same God that can give the ostrich the wisdom and take it from you. He can. We should not boast and think that we're better. Oh, man, that person is just uh, not on my level. That used to get on my nerves so bad. Even working at Jaldwin, I was like, dude, why are you so slow? And it, it, it bothers me because I'm like, dude, I, I haven't even been cutting as long as you and I'm faster than this. But the Lord began to let me see. He began to let me see. I'm the one that gave you the speed. I'm the one that gave you the wisdom. I can easily take it and let them be the fast people and you be the slow one. See how you would like it if I turned the table. So then I begin to say, well, you know, my bad, you know, thank you that I can be fast. And if they're slow, then maybe you want them slow for a reason. I don't know what God is doing, but it's not my place to brag. It's not. God has given everybody a measure of faith. He has given everybody a certain level of wisdom. Now you can get as much as you want because he said, ask and I will give you and won't hold back. I will give you all the wisdom that you want. Some people just don't ask. But if you do ask and God does give you wisdom and understanding, don't boast. Be thankful. Be grateful and use it. Maybe you could help the other people. 
So what I started doing at work is I started telling them, hey, you guys, this is what I do to make it go faster. And some of them listened, some of them actually just didn't want to go faster. They like to go slow. So then that's their, what they do. But it's not for me to boast. Let us keep everything that we do knowing God gave me this. Let me use it for his honor and his glory. Not because I got it. Not because I did anything. And when he says don't go, let us not go. When he says don't do it, let us not do it. Because he sees we can't. We can't see two seconds from in front of us. We don't know if we'll make it back home. But he does. So let him do the driving. Let us be on the passenger side. Like they say, don't be a backseat driver. Let, let him drive. Let us be on the passenger side and let him run the show. And we'll be fine as long as we stay with him. And if we don't ever leave, we will be blessed more and more and more. God has given us so much. I am so grateful. So we, we need to behave ourselves more wisely. Those doors aren't going to open and people come in if we're not ready for them. Because why? The Bible says that when you give your pearls to the swine or your or your um, bread to the dogs, they will turn around and rend you. Rend means they will separate you from what you know. They will tear you apart. And look at what happened to Solomon. The wisest man, so smart. God said there won't be another man that smart. And what happened to him? He played around with the wrong people, cast all of that wisdom to the swine, to people that didn't care about the value of what he had and they ended up turning his heart from God and God said you know what he doesn't love me like he did used to he's not following me like he used to and God ended up stripping the kingdom from him we don't want that don't get what God has given us and give it into pride and give it into to the flesh and give it don't don't let us do that let us take what God has given us and use it to gain more to get more of what God has for us so that at the end of the day we will be rich when we stand before God they are rich that's what we want because he said if you're not rich in God you don't got nothing you don't you don't have anything if we're not rich in God and if he takes what he gave us because we were giving what he gave us to the swine that's not good let us pay attention to everything that God puts on our hearts and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership or to join visit us on anchor to become a listener supporter may god bless you may he keep you may he shine his face always upon you and may he forever keep you